Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Monday afternoon, everybody. Kip Harridge here with your daily VRA Investing Podcast. Got a lot of things to cover. Going to do it in a short period of time. Uh, right at the top, uh, good day today, by the way. Uh, good, good recovery from last week's overbought sell-off. A bit of a pause last week is what we expected. Good bounce-back move today. Wow, led by semiconductors. SMH, the semi-ETF, up 4% today. Several of these hitting new all-time highs. Taiwan Semiconductor up like 12% today. Uh, again, semis lead tech. Tech leads the market. And there you have it. Uh, gearing up for the uh, the next move higher. And why is that? A couple reasons, we think. Number one, $11 trillion in global QE and stimulus. It's just got to go somewhere. And it's coming into the market. You know, <clears throat> coronavirus is over. The market's been telling us that coronavirus was over for some time discounting mechanism that it is. Now we get word today that officially the coronavirus outbreak is slowing in Arizona, Texas, Florida. We've known this for some time, uh, but the market's really starting to really confirm that, uh, that it's over. We also think that Trump potentially did something on the, the, we could almost call genius level. You know, a lot of his supporters were a little confused and maybe even disappointed that Trump came out and, and started supporting the wearing of masks. But what did that do? Look, we know that, look, a large percentage of the country believes in masks. We did too, by the way, back in March, okay? After that didn't happen, then we started becoming advocates for uh, uh, things like T-cells and for herd immunity uh, because eventually it's going to happen anyway. You, can, you, can, you really can't put a virus off. It's going to spread until there's herd immunity. And so, <clears throat> but when Trump came out and more aggressively said that he supported masks, it confused a lot of people. We know the left, the, the big advocates of masks. So what did that do? It removed the left's ability to continue to demand that they get mail-in ballots because they believe in masks. Now Trump believes in masks. Wear your mask, go vote, everything's good. If you don't think you're safe voting in a mask, then then, you don't, then you're saying that you don't believe masks work. So, again, just an observation on our part. Again, we believe that the very worst has long been over for coronavirus. It's great news for the uh, global economy. It's great news for the markets as well. That's how we've been playing it. That's how we'll continue to play it. NASDAQ today led the way, up 1.7% of a big 173 points, closing at 10,536. Uh, right behind it, up 1.17%, uh, rose Russell 2000 maintaining its 200-day moving average. That's important, up 17 points. Uh, S&P 500, up 7 cents to 1%, up 23 points at 32.39. Uh, but again, the semis up 4% today. That's what you want to see. When the semis are, are, are flying higher like that, it makes it a lot easier to commit to the market. That's typically a leading indicator for the broad market. Of course, the story today also really was what happened in, in precious metals. Last night, about 10 o'clock, Gold hit an all-time high, breaking that to high of $1,920 an ounce back in 2011. Really soared right through that today, hitting a high of about 19, I think it was the high was 1940, uh, closing at 1932. Let's go to our uh, uh, look at the internals first before we get to the uh, uh, commodity uh, look today. Um, solid internals. Let me hit refresh, make sure we get the closing figures here. Always some late reporting. Here we go. Solids across the board, uh, as you'd expect. In a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a market that was solid today, advanced decline, 
was a solidly positive, not quite two to one, but one and a half to one. NASDAQ, however, was right at two to one. Uh, it was at two to one on volume, just short of that on advanced decline. And once again, new 52-week highs to lows. Just, uh, they, they just haven't stopped powering ahead. That's a sign of a market that's broadening. We had today uh, over 200 stocks hitting new 52-week highs. That's combined NYSE and NASDAQ to uh, just 36 hitting new 52-week lows. Again, this is a sign of a market that's, that's broadening. Remember last week, we had the all-important signal from the NYSE advanced decline line hitting an all-time high. For us, that confirmed the previous breakouts we'd seen in NASDAQ, Techland, uh, and semis, etc. that we saw much earlier, and also confirmed the breakout we saw last week in the S&P 500, while still not quiet at a new all-time high, not far from it now, but uh, it did surpass its June 8th highs, which have been struggling to get above. So these are all you know, confirming signs that uh, this market is broadening, this market is healthy, and with $11 trillion in combined global QE and stimulus, don't fight the tape, don't fight the Fed. We certainly don't intend to do that here. Um, so let's take a look at the uh, sector watch real quick. Uh, of the 11 S&P 500 sectors, we had nine finished higher, just two lower, led by, again, technology up 1.6%, materials up 1.4%, real estate up 1.1%. Again, housing has been so strong. Once it broke its 200-day moving average, it really has to look back. HGX, the housing index, index up today, another 3%. Again, there is no imp more important leading economic indicator in the United States than housing there's your, there's, your, there's your tell. There's your market tell. Housing and semis have been your market tells. Um, and uh, on the downside, utilities were off. Rates were up a bit today, 10-year, uh, <laughs> up to a, a big uh, 6.5% to 1% yield. Utilities uh, down 1.2% today. Financials off 8.5% to 1%. Financials just can't get going. And why would they? Uh, with negative real rates and the very likely outcome we're going to have and the fact that the U.S. rates will join Japan and much of Europe and going negative as well. Who knows when, but the gravity is, uh, continues to take hold in, in the, the, the land of bond yields. Um, and our commodity watch, again, gold, the story. Uh, silver was up even bigger, but gold, all-time high. has been a long time coming. It's one hell of a, of a basis built here. A couple of handle formation, if you want to call it that, but a huge bottom, eight-year bottoming process and a rounded bottom that's taking place in gold. Silver today up 7.6% of $1.74 an ounce, $24.59. I think that's the highest price since 2014. Uh, again, long ways to go before, you know, tra almost traded at $50 an ounce, just shy of that uh, back in 2011. When silver moves, it tends to move big. Um, but the real story, again, is the miners. GDX and GDXJ, the two primary mining ETFs that we follow here, both up today big. GDX up 4.8%. GDXJ up 5.7%. The miners, the junior miners, and that's GDXJ, the, the, the junior gold miner, has been leading significantly for the last month and a half. Uh, the, the junior miners almost serve the role as tech stocks in, in the mining uh, world. So when the junior stocks, junior gold miners are leading, that's a sign that the rest of the market's going to follow with it. Of course, gold has done just that, but we still continue to see 
a minor to ET, minor to gold ratio of a better than two and a half to one, three to one, pretty much every day. And again, that's a very bullish sign for this group that is uh, now officially broken out and we think is uh, in, in officially in melt-up mode. Uh, also today, if you've been joining us here, you know we're big fans of Bitcoin as well, have been for some time. Bitcoin today broke out of its trading range between 9000 and 10000 up a big 8.5% today, up $842, trading right now at 10763 Like gold, similar to gold, not quite the same coil spring that gold has been, but, uh, but, but a nice coil spring and nice breakout action in Bitcoin today as well. All right, folks, hope you had a great day, and we'll look forward to seeing you back here again uh, tomorrow after the close.